0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Sheena. And thank you, Reverend Bolt. I see you made it in time. He's out of town and he came on just to hear me this morning. I give God thanks for all of you. And don't think that because I have a big mouth, I don't feel nervous. I do. That means God <laughs> is at work. It's not about me. It's all about him. so this morning my nlh family my new life horizon family i'm in a different capacity this morning i'm not moderating which is so easy for me to do i've been moderating from the inception online here when we were during the time of covid but now this morning the lord has used is using about to use me to present a word to you i thank god for life i Thank God that he is the Alpha. I present myself to you. I am nothing without you, but I'm asking you to use this clay for your glory and for your fame, and you get all the praise. I thank you for New Life Horizon. I thank you for Pastor Ava and all the missionaries in Kenya. Give them strength. Give them fresh anointing. And Father, I ask you to infuse them with your power to set captives free. I give you all the praise and all the honor in no other name but in your your son's name. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. My brothers and sisters, I'm excited about God. I'm passionate about him as you can hear in my voice and see me. But this morning, I have the task to preaching about gentleness. And the Lord has been working on me for the past months, not just months, months. And I said, Lord, why did Pastor Ava choose me to speak on this topic? Because am I worthy to even represent you on this topic? Because my life has been one of some turbulent times which I assert myself and I haven't been that gentle. So I confess this morning, as a woman of God, that there are days when my voice is louder than anything else. But this morning, I present to you one verse. I'll be using other verses, but the one verse, my sister Tashina read the entire Beatitudes. But I'll be focusing on Matthew 5 and verse 5 this morning. And in this verse, this is the third key to your blessing. Jesus was preaching and he was telling them about the Beatitudes. And he said to them, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the gentle. And listen to the promise. For they will inherit the earth. What a mighty promise. The key of blessing. When you and I learn. When you and I learn to be gentle. Yes, my sister. Sister Prudence, my faithful sister, is always on when I'm preaching. God bless you. The whole world will be yours. You don't have to purchase it. It will be yours. We need to learn from Jesus himself. The world believe that gentleness means weakness. I'm sure. Or they believe that with your gentle, a man must strut his thing. I'm a mortal, I'm a mare. That's not what gentleness is all about. Gentle people are the strongest because God's way of living usually contradicts the world's. If you want to live for God, and if we all want to live for God, New Life Horizon, we must be ready to say and to do what seems strange. the world. You must be willing to give when others take, to love when others hate, to help when others abuse, and by giving up your own rights to serve others. How often do we do that? How often do I do that? Giving up my own rights to serve others. You will one day receive everything God has for you. What a promise. You will have the whole world, saints of God. What is gentleness? And, you know, one way to illustrate this from the natural world, you know, is to consider a jetliner. I've been flying for all my life. You can see I'm an eagle now, and I'm still flying. And I've been traveling on almost all the jets. God has really blessed me to fly on most jets, the 747 the 757, the A340, and the A330s. What really amazes me is the gentleness in which they touch down. And you all have traveled on your Jamaica, And sometimes, when there's a landing, you hear the loud clap, especially when it's a smooth landing. And for me, I used to do a test on the aircraft. I used to have an empty cup and I would put it on a plane surface. And I would say if this cup falls, the landing is not good. And on many occasion, the cup stood the test. The cup remain. And when you think demonstrate that. You choose to be compassionate for the benefit of your brothers and sisters. Gentleness, my brothers and sisters, is the key to understanding grace, which God has given us so much. And we need to extend that grace to each and every one. Gentleness is a decision to approach others from a stance of love. How often do we do that as brethren? approach them from a stance of love rather than indifference courage without violence strength without harshness gentleness which is the fruit of the spirit and we have been doing this for the for the entire month of march the fruit of the spirit as we see it in galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness self-control And this morning, I'm talking to you, as I said early on, about gentleness. Gentleness is essentially the character of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, my savior, is the epitome of gentleness. He is the best model of gentleness. Gentleness. In Matthew 11, verse 29, he says to us as a church take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls gentleness is a heart issue Jesus describes himself in this verse as a gentle and humble in heart he's gentle and he's humble in heart gentleness operates From the inside out. Jesus is saying to us as a church, new life arises. Come to me. Come to me, new life arises. Come to me, Lulu. Come to me, Jordan. Come to me, Madge. Come to me, all who are laden and weary. And I will give you rest. He understands your burden. And he emphasizes with us. He then tells us the best news. Take my yoke upon you. Be yoked to Jesus. Not to the burdens, not to the care, but to Jesus himself. Essentially, a yoke was a harness used by an oxen to ease the load. You know, you see what a yoke is like. I wish I'd said it to Sister Tashina earlier, she could bring it up. But you all can relate to this. Jesus is saying here, it's a free gift to us. That requires a w- willing submission on our part. So if you want to be gentle, my brothers and sisters, you have to be submissive. This leads to a posture of surrender and trust. You have to surrender and trust the man called Jesus Christ. He is our rest because his heart is gentle and humble towards us. For us to really find rest, we need to be gentle or, to ourselves. Surrender to him and trust him. Jesus isn't looking for perfection, my brothers and sisters. He's not looking for perfection in Sister Rifa or Reverend Bolt. Jesus is looking for a relationship and this is a process and my next point is gentleness is a process if jesus wanted us to be perfect we would be in heaven with him his love toward you and i is always always gentle when we choose to be humble when we choose to be humble we will exhibit gentleness and pride is the opposite of being gentle in heart Are we guilty of being prideful? Am I guilty of being prideful? You know, a scholar described it as pride is the only disease that makes everyone sick, but the one who has pride. It makes everyone around you feel sick, but the one who has the pride sometimes don't even realize it, that he's prideful. The Bible says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Let me remind you, the ingredient of a submissive life is gentleness, demonstrating power without harness. power under submission. If you don't get anything, remember gentleness is power under submission. Pride does interfere with gentleness because it works according to the flesh. Pride definitely works according to the flesh. Pride blocks your blessing. Pride makes you independent of God. Remain humble, New Life Horizon. Remain humble, Ruth, because the kingdom of God belongs to you as my sister read it in Matthew chapter five and verse one blessed are those that are humble because the kingdom of God belongs to them so if you want the kingdom of God humility is a key to the kingdom of God my brothers and sisters you come back you combat pride through humility how do you stay humble S- through service So serving New new Life Horizon, we have our missionaries serving the people in Kenya and Tanzania. They are serving and they are maintaining humility. Try and put yourself always in a posture to serve, to serve your church, to turn the people. Always put yourself, Ruth, in a posture to serve. Because this message belongs to me. My brothers and sisters, as I have just talked to you about the man called Jesus and in scriptures there are only two people in the Bible who were called meek and gentle and I'm sure you might all know who they are, only two, and they are Jesus, the son of the living God, and Moses. Moses was the meekest man on earth. Moses was the gentlest man. We see this in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. To attain meekness, we need to examine Moses' life. He wasn't perfect, yet he had an anger issue, but he was a meek man as as they described him in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. He's one of my favorite character in the Bible, thus read numbers chapter 12 and verse 3 but moses now the man moses is from the nlt version was very meek very humble more weak than anyone else on the face of the earth can god say about me ruth is more meek than anyone else i don't think so was moses a weak man certainly not how did he acquire this gentleness and meekness. Moses acquired this by submitting, by submission, submitting himself to God. At the age of 40, Moses was ready to deliver his people in his own strength. You all know the the story about Joseph in his flesh. He went out, he got angry, and kill an Egyptian and had to run for his life. Yet he was considered the meekest man. He was a murderer, just like our other friend David. He did, he attempted to do life in his own strength, but it brought him failure. Then came another 40 years in the desert, attending to his father in law sheep in the backside of the desert. He spent the next 30 years and at that time he was now 80 years old was he finished at that at 80 years old none of us on this line are 80 and is at 80 God revealed himself to Moses why because he was drained remember this he was drained of his own strength and self-confidence it took God 80 years to drain Moses of what human being call strength. How many years is going to take God to drain us of our own strength and our own inadequacies and our own self-confidence? My brothers and sisters, ask him to drain us. Drain me, Lord, so I will be a big woman on this, this earth. Moses was drained of his strength 80 years 80 years God worked on him he worked on him in the backside of the desert my brothers and sisters after Moses was drained after after, after he was drained of his strength and confidence then there was room For God's strength, which is manifested in gentleness, manifested in gentleness and meekness. My brothers and sisters, as long as we're operating in our own strength, we don't make room for God's strength. As long as we are operating in our own strength, Ruth, you don't make room for God's strength. And as you said in Isaiah 40, it contains a great promise. Isaiah 40, verse 31, he says, God treats strength. It's a verse that you all know, that when we wait upon the Lord, he shall renew our strength. We shall mount up with wings like eagle. We shall run and not be weary. And that's what he did in Moses' life. He could run the race for another 40 years at 80. My brothers and sisters, when we relinquish our own strength, when we relinquish, when I relinquish my own strength, that is when God steps in and begin his strength in our lives. But we have to relinquish ourselves. We have to let go and let him. How did Moses survive 40 years in the desert? What he did, he kept his eyes on the Lord. Because there was very little in his circumstances to encourage him. He kept his eyes on the prize, which is Elohim himself. And he did this through faith. So for us to be gentle, I'm saying a lot, but I want you to get it. Because I don't want to keep you here for the rest of the day. Because gentleness is such a wide topic. You can go on and on about it. I didn't realize it until I started studying it. Moses kept his eyes on him through faith. Through faith, because we cannot do it on our own. And we see again in in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing Pharaoh the king. I put that in. He kept on going because he kept his eyes I love this. He kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. We have to keep our eyes on the invisible one, not on our visible situation, but on the invisible God, my brothers and sisters. It was faith that enables that enabled Moses to see Christ when there is nothing else for him to do but to look to him who is the author and the finisher of his faith. In Christ, my brothers and sisters, we do not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. And for us to really live a life that is gentle, we have to be submissive. We have to be trusting. We have to walk by faith. We have to let God take out the korokoro as Pastor David Henry would always say, and replace himself in us so we can walk as children of the Most High. And I am guilty of that this morning. So this message is also for me, my brothers and sisters. Let me ask you this question. What does God have to do to you and I? What does God have to do to you and I to produce gentleness? Ask yourself, what does he have to do through me? Through me, Ruth Bolt? through me, Reverend Bolt, through me, Tashina, to me, Sister Rifa, to produce gentleness. There's a scripture that says, a broken spirit, a broken spirit, and a contrite heart, he will not despise. My brothers and sisters, That's what the Lord is asking of us. A broken spirit and a contrite heart. As he said in Psalm 51 and verse 17, there's a lot of scriptures, but you can listen back to the tape and you'll remember them. A broken spirit and a contrite heart, he will not reject. God is looking for a broken spirit and a repentful heart. As the Psalmist David cried out to him after his sin with Bathsheba, was revealed in contrition he humbled himself he became meek he became gentle and he he poured out the beautiful prayer that is contained is in psalm 51 Read it on your own i won't be going through this this morning brothers and sisters the kind of sacrifice that god wants is something that is deep down inside of us a broken spirit and a contrite heart, he will not despise. There is a great difference. There is a great difference between a surrendered will and a broken spirit. A surrender will says, I am going to do God's will no matter what the cost. When God's will become unattractive, and this is not what it should be, sometimes we grind our teeth and we clench our our fists. We hold out and say, we are going to do God's will regardless. Even if it's hurting, I am going to do his will. Sometimes we come across with a lot of internal struggles that are within us. We are fighting the internal struggles that we come across because we are fighting against the flesh. But press on because he will see you through. I'm reminding of a story. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this story already. Of a little boy in church, right, who keep on standing up in the pew. He might have been... His father maybe being the pastor stood up. His father says, sit down. He did it. He started crying. I may be sitting down on the outside, but on the inside, I'm still standing up. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, that is our attitude to God. We are conforming outwardly. We come to church this morning all pretty, all in yellow and blue, but we are conforming outwardly, but on the inside, but inwardly, we're still having resistance. May you delight from the inside of me, for all I want is for you to be glorified, change our hearts lord from the inside out that's my prayer for new life horizon for each and every one of us on this platform this morning a broken and a gentle spirit does not react i react i have triggers so is my spirit broken and gentle i am a work in process I am a work in the process. A gentle spirit does not answer back. A lot of the times when they criticize Jesus and even Moses, because you know about the story about Moses and Aaron and, and Miriam, when they were criticizing him about his wife, he never answered back. He went to the master. We need to learn this to be gentle. Jesus the same. When they are asking who you are. Did you. He never answered. It, it, it doesn't fight back. It doesn't justify itself. But it makes room for the Holy Spirit to work. If the Holy Spirit wants to work in you. You must have a gentle and a broken spirit. Saints of God. How can a broken spirit and a gentle spirit be manifested in your life or mine? How can it be? We, we see two ways through so the stories that I just shared. It can happen gradually for 40 years, like Moses, after he killed the Egyptian another 40 years in the backside of the desert, because it's a process. Or we- It can happen through a crisis, may happen through divorce or a love or a death of a child. I'm not saying, I hope not. But like David, when suddenly he was confronted with the the sin, what he did to Bathsheba and Uriah, it broke his spirit. That is how he developed a, a contrite heart. And a spirit that really God sees more than anything else. As a body, as a body, new life horizon. Will we give God permission to work in your broken spirit through gentleness and through meekness? I want to give God permission this morning to work in my life. For me to be gentle through a broken spirit and a contrite heart. My brothers and sisters, gentleness involves, one, a godly dimension, two, a teachable spirit. Are we teachable? If someone corrects us, do we get offended or do we start the blame game and say, you're just the same? That's not a gentle spirit. Submission to God in all. And number three, so gentleness involves a godly dimension, a teachable spirit. And three, submission to God in all of his word and works. When we think about gentleness, for me, I think about Jesus and also Moses. Gentleness is an aspect of Christian character that is often neglected. Gentleness is not a natural personality trait. It's a process, but strength under control. God forms us through gentleness. He forms, God forms gentleness through us in difficult circumstances. It's not easy circumstances. In difficult circumstances and as you and I learn to submit to his word and grew in the practice of living with consideration from those around us we will see a change in our daily walk and that is why the apostle paul says paul is another one of my favorite character i hope you're following me because i'm talking about moses and i'm just giving you what the apostle paul says he delights in difficult persecution and hardship because it is in those moments that God is able to be his strength and his joy. God forms character in times of difficult circumstances, and this is in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 10. It is in moments of anxiety, weakness, or difficulty that God desires to be our strength. Is in the difficult time that he desires to be in our strength. It is in a time of persecution and hardship that God is doing some of his deepest work within our lives, Reverend Bolt. It's through the difficult times that he's doing the deepest work in our lives. If we are in a relationship with him and depending on his strength, he promised to be our strength in difficulty. May I ask you this question again? And may I ask myself this question Do I have a teachable spirit? New life horizon. Do we have teachable spirit? Let God examine our hearts this morning and see where we are. Are we gentle? Do I listen more when I'm praying to God or I'm always talking? Do I listen to him? Submission to God. I remind you, submission to God is easy when everything is going well. Gentleness. Let me remind you again. It's all about gentleness this morning. is not developed in tranquility. It is developed in trials and difficulties. So if your life is full of tranquility, check yourself. Because gentleness is developed in trials and difficulties. I've had many trials and sorrows. I've had many questions for tomorrow. Do you know the song? But through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. And I've learned to surrender. I've learned to give him my all. My brothers and sisters, the very attributes you don't want in you, God will use it to develop your character. The very thing that you don't like about yourself, God will use it to develop your character in gentleness. So my brothers and sisters, don't resist the trials. They are working out for your good through this the trials and the difficulties and asking god how long lord they are working out for your good god is building in you the character of christ and gentle ruth a gentle and a humble heart gentleness is a fruit of the spirit it's a process that work from within my brothers and sisters, I'll be closing shortly, but I would like to share with you before closing, because this message is speaking to me and I hope it is to you too, four benefits of gentleness. There are so many more, but I just choose four. Number one, gentleness diffuses conflict. Gentleness is the antidote to anger. It's still number one, it curbs anger. Proverbs 15, verse 1 says, A verse you all know, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. I am not always like that. I have a lot of sisters. I have ten, nine of them. One is online now. Am I always gentle? No. Growing up, I had a lot of girls in my family. And sometimes I would take the role like a little miss bad boy. So sometimes I will mimic that of a boy and say, Nobody can touch my sisters. I would behave as if I'm a boy. But was that gentle? I was only pretending. But that's not what gentleness is all about. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stop anger. When they raise their voices, Ruth, you lower yours. This is strength under control. I'm learning strength under control. Do not overreact, your your emotion is under control when you diffuse anger. This will help you throughout your marriage. This will help you, this is us talking now, the benefits of gentleness. When they raise their emotions and women are emotional, we should lower gentleness. Another thing is persuasive. This is extremely important. If you're, ma- if you're making a career out of sales, some of your sales people here, if you're selling a product, you definitely need to learn to be gentle. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the loudest sale that wins. If someone comes hard at you, your tendency is to back off, right? If somebody comes, hey, oh God, did this? sometimes you see it a lot on TV, but now this is not what is happening. You know, persuasiveness is not happening now in this society because what they're doing is all about social media and it's by a recommendation. People who want to buy a car, they will say to you, how you think, what the Tesla, what is the Mercedes-Benz? It's not the loudness. It's the gentleness. And even parents sometimes screaming at your children. It never works. You never discipline in anger or frustration. You know, never discipline in anger. It just—it only makes them be more fearful and lack. Lack, what's the word I'm trying to use? And lack um, confidence. Never, never discipline in anger or frustration. I am never persuasive when I am abrasive. Write that down, tweet it. I am never persuasive when I'm abrasive. When you are abrasive in your language, you self-defeat yourself. Yes, yes, Ruth, you self-defeat yourself. Another thing about gentleness, gentleness is attractive. Gentleness is attractive. This is for both men and women. One of the laws of life is I attract who I am. I don't attract what I want. I attract who I am. So if you want to attract a godly gentleman, listen up, Dave. Listen up, ladies. You have to be a godly woman. You want to attract a godly gentleman, you have to be a godly woman. And Colossians 3 and verse 12 says that clothe yourself with gentleness. So put it on. Put it on to be attractive. So they can see in you what God has deposit. Gentleness attracts gentleness. And we see this, I'm going a little bit faster in 1 Timothy 6 and verse 11. As a man of God, pursue what God approve of. And there are godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. The marks of a godly man are gentleness, godliness, faith, love, and endurance. And these are all attractive. My husband is on board this, this morning. And I would say that he is a gentleman. Am I a gentlewoman? It's debatable. And I know you all will be laughing here now. But oh, I did say gentleness attracts. Maybe two years ago, I was a little bit more gentle when he saw me online. But he knows the woman that I am. So if Donald, Reverend Boat, was R-O-O-T-L-E-S-S, if he was ruthless, he would not have been. He would have been, he would have been ruthless. Did you get that one? If he was ruthless, a harsh man, he would have been this girl, ruthless. That's something for you to laugh about. I thank God that He has placed in my life a gentleman. Am I a gentlewoman? It's debatable. It's not about me this morning, but I will tell you this: you attract what you are sometimes. So be attractive in gentleness. And then I'm going to speak to the women now. I just did the men, but the women, first Peter 3 and verse 4. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. That is what God is asking of us. The unfading beauty is so precious to God. Focus on the unfading beauty. It's not the outward appearance. It's not how you look like. God is looking at the inner beauty, which is unfading. I hate to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, beauty will fade. Your handsomeness will fade as we get older. It does. I can see it in my own self too. I'm still young, but when I was much younger, I was cute. Cute. So by the time you're born, the cuteness sometimes fades off. You know, I hate to tell you this, ladies, but you're in fading beauty. That is what attracts, what is, what is, what, that is what is attractive, the unfading. And that is not the outward, it is the inner beauty. It is of a gentle spirit, the gentle and a quiet spirit. That is what attractive. My last one is gentleness earns respect. Gentleness earns respect. A woman of gentle grace will be respected and we can see that in Mother Teresa. She was such a small woman but when she goes and she represents she represents the king of kings and she was respected gentleness is a prerequisite to great leaders if you want to be a leader you must be gentle so leaders of new life horizon we must be gentle leadership is earned it is learned and it is discerned it's all about gentleness still so for us to be great leaders we need to be gentle. If you have to demand that you're a leader, if you have to announce that you're a leader, you are not. You're a dictator. You do announce. You lead with a gentle hand. And you lead with the spirit of God. The more gentle you are, the more respected you are. And you all know the greatest leader was my man, Moses. Let me remind you that Moses was meek because he was teachable. He was teachable. Remember, he listened to his father-in-law when he told him, you can't do it alone. He was teachable. Help us, Lord, to have a teachable spirit. And I'm closing right now, and I'm saying to all of us here a New Life Horizon, if you would like to be like Jesus, meditate on the third beatitude, God bless those who are gentle. The world belongs to them. Why? Because they don't overreact. They are not out of, they're not out of control. It is strength under control. Father, if you'd like to say it with me this morning, if you'd like to say a prayer to Jesus for this week, I'll be saying it. And you can also say it quietly with me because I know who I am. So I'm saying to you this morning, to God and to the Father, Jesus, I am not by nature a gentle person. I wasn't born gentle. It's a process. I need your spirit of love, power, and self-control. This week, Jesus, when people serve me, help me to be understanding and not demanding. This week or for the rest of the year, when people disagree with me, help me to be tender without surrender. When people disappoint me, help me to be gentle, not judgmental. Lord, I want to be a gentle answer that turns away anger and not stir it up. Help me to lower my voice. Help us as a church to lower a voice when everyone raises them. Help me to control my emotion. Help me to be more persuasive than abrasive. Lord, I want my life and my church to be attractive. I want the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty that is a gentle spirit that is so precious to you, God. Lord, help me to communicate gentleness. Help me, Father, to communicate gentleness this week and beyond, which earns respect. Lord, help me to be a meek and a gentle leader like Moses. And you to Jesus, which is strength under control. That's my prayer for each and every one of us, for new life horizon. And Lord, replace my stress with gentleness, because we do have stress in our lives. But I'm asking you this morning to replace it with gentleness. I want, the fruit of gentleness. I, Ruth Bolt. I, as a member of New Life Horizon, want the fruit of gentleness to grow in my life forever. Forever and ever. May God bless you all as you learn to be gentle, which is strength, which is strength under control father i thank you for your word it's not by might it's not by power it's by your holy spirit and father i thank you that you are the one that gave me these words to pen to this church this morning help us lord as a church as a body as individuals to be gentle as we submit to you because only you care can deposit in us the spirit of gentleness I look to you and I say God forgive me for the times when I'm not gentle for when my emotion steps in the way and the flesh takes over because I am only clay that you have created in your own image but I thank you the resurrected power that is inside of all of us and we can do it through the Holy Spirit I ask you this morning that moving forward that gentleness will be the hallmarks of our lives that we will just stop playing church be teachable spirit be submissive to you to trust you Lord as only you can do it, and I ask you to do it through me. I avail myself, and I say, come Lord Jesus, do it in me. Today is March 26. Let us be gentle. It's the fruit of the spirit, and the whole world will belong to us. I thank you for your word, and I ask you, Lord, it will not go on rocky soil. (laughs) But Father, I will learn from you who is the gentle shepherd, Jesus, my Savior, and my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.